0: Hey how's it going? Welcome back to Teen Titans Wasteland. This our, gosh, what is it now, 22nd episode? Good gravy. Where does the time go? I would like to apologize if I don't sound that great right now. Uh, I'm just getting over pneumonia, so in addition to it affecting my generally golden vocal tones, it also is making me kind of fuzzy-headed. I'm on the mend, I'm on antibiotics, but if I'm kind of out of it or you don't like what I'm doing, that's the excuse I'm going to go with. So... Sorry. Let's get into the synopsis part. Ah, oh, shit. I have pneumonia, so I couldn't write anything that rhymes with synopsis. That's kind of a song. It's also kind of a cop-out. Told ya. Fuzzy-headed. Pneumonia. Teen Titans number 19. February 1969. Written by Mike Friedrich. Drotted by Gil Kane. With inks by Wally Wood. That's a hell of a lineup. Teen Titans roll call. Robin, Aqualad, Wonder Girl, Kid Flash, and Speedy. Stepping stones for a giant killer. Sylvester Sebastopol is an evil genius with a cunning plan to destroy the Justice League. The only problem is, despite his receding hairline and shitty suit, he is a straight-up Doogie Howser. He needs the help of some other supervillains, but they won't take him seriously, because he's still a teenager. Fortunately, Sylvester has a two-pronged plan to rectify this lack of respect. Step one, kill the Teen Titans. Step two, dress up like a giant clown puppet and call yourself Punch. Yep, the dude is a straight-up genius. Over at the Teen Titans secret lair, Speedy is stopped by for a visit. He and Robin engage in a bit of orphan-sidekick rivalry and exchange some hurtful words. The Titans have received two letters from teens seeking their assistance, one in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and the other in the Midwest. While the rest of the Titans are still discussing how to split up, Speedy and Wonder Girl sneak off to Speedy's jet to head for Bridgeport and almost certainly make out on the way there. Upon arrival, the new couple find that a bunch of anti-Semitic teens are beating up Jewish kids. The heroes manage to break up the fights, but it turns out it was all a trap by punch to lure the Titans into his gravity-controlling machine so he could knock them out and tie them up. Yep, before all Sylvester showed up, there was no intolerance in all of Connecticut. What an asshole. The other Titans arrive in the Midwest to find that the local teens have built a nightclub in a barn. That seems to have stirred up the ire of the local farmers, who start attacking the teens with guns and pitchforks. Aqualad, Robin, and Kid Flash quickly subdue the angry mob and head into the nightclub to have a look around. Upon entering the discotheque, which is brilliantly named San Francisco East, the Titanic trio is assaulted by Punch, who uses sonic blasts and ear-plugged henchmen to assault the teens. Kid Flash is briefly able to outrun the bursts of sound, but the aspiring evil genius had a backup plan and turns on a light show that makes a junior speedster pass out. He then teleports the unconscious heroes back to his Bridgeport headquarters and ties them up in a room with their teammates. Wow. I hate to say it, but well done, Punch. He really has the Titans right where he wants them. The evil puppet fetishist gloats that he is about to kill the Teen Titans once and for all. Then he leaves the room to make a phone call. Punch, you fucking idiot. As soon as he leaves, the Titans free each other and beat up all the henchmen. Speedy and Robin then do rock, paper, scissors to see who gets to punch Punch. Robin wins, and he just knocks the shit out of young Mr. Sebastopol. Hooray! Back at the headquarters, Speedy heads off, saying that he'll be back soon to pick up Wonder Girl for a date. And Aqualad takes off too, saying that he has to go to Atlantis and babysit for Aqua Baby. For the next eight issues. What the fuck? Okay, and joining us once again is my good for many things brother Corey. Oh, Corey! Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. So, what'd you think? <laughs> the freaking outfit, man. Yep, that is true. That Ooh. outfit is quite a time, Whoa. and he's so proud of it too. He is. And why? Like, I don't understand the reasoning behind. Punch. It makes no sense. Like, either he just loves old timey puppetry, or he loves humor about domestic violence. Like if he had made that later on, do you think he might have been dressed as Andy Cap? Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: eh, no. I think there was something in him that goes for the flamboyance
0: of like mean, he just wanted to dress like a clown, but he's kind of an intellectual, so he's just like, ooh. I bet his backup was like a commedia dell'arte thing. A what? Commedia dell'arte, like the old Italian, uh, like scaramouche type, maybe around the Renaissance, like Italian theater comedy. Which is the... Sounds awful. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's the worst. (laughs) But, yeah, I like that his backup plan would have been like, I'm either going to go as Pudge or Scaramouche or an emboldened servant. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that whole get-up and the Elizabethan collar and... Yeah, man, the ruffled collar, it's rough. And... We'll post some pictures of this. And the whole thing is offset by, like, yes, he's wearing a whole clown suit. He's also not wearing clown makeup except for on the cover. Which, on the cover, yes, his outfit looks ridiculous... But it's also like kind of creepy, sinister. Yeah, it's like, like well, clowns are creepy. Yeah, yeah, and without the makeup, you you just look like without a dude the makeup, he just looks like a dork. Dork, dork. Yeah, the dork wearing ghost. a dunce hat, and he's got glasses on, which for some reason makes the whole outfit look even more ridiculous. It's also hard to believe this character is
1: a teenager in the first panel, which made me guffaw. Not first panel, but first page, bottom panel. Yeah, like
0: he—he he looks like a like a middle-aged like a. Yeah, they draw. He's wearing a shitty suit. He's got like a, re, a receding hairline slash maybe a comb. It looks like he's got a comb over going yep. over a receding hairline. Very high forward and he's got the flop sweats too, mm-hmm. because he is about to meet with one of my favorite little-known DC villains, the Headmaster Mind.
1: I was trying to decipher. that. So the panel be- before that one that cracked me up. He's got this business card which says that. Yeah, right? it's a criminology. Something or other. Anyway, it says yeah. something on the business card, but the but the proprietor, the name at the bottom is
0: Headmaster, Headmaster Mind
1: Mind. Yeah, and I was like, I was waiting for the name to follow that. I was like, oh, that's an odd title. But so
0: this is the guy's name. Yeah, that's his supervillain name. Oh. he's actually a Justice League villain, and he runs a his his outfit is also kind of ridiculous, but I like his better because he just wears a uh, a cap and gown. Oh, like a uh, like a like a graduating thing, or uh, as I always think of it, like uh, Lanny Poffo did when he was doing the genius uh, gimmick for pro wrestling oh. when he was Mister Perfect's manager. Mm-hmm. So Headmastermind is a real Lanny Poffo type, except for he doesn't tape poems to frisbees and throw them out into the crowd. No, which is His... kind of the best thing. And he, I don't think he does any backflips either. But he runs a school for criminals, okay. and he like is a mastermind type guy. Mm-hmm.
1: So this kid comes in there, and he's pretty pompous, despite being nervous, and he's yeah. like, you know, I'm here to help you defeat the Justice League. And in response to that, all we see is Master... What's the dude's name again? Headmastermind. Headmastermind. His foot kicking the heck out of this kid.
0: Well, that's the other thing. For a guy named punch, he cannot take one. No, nor kicks, nor... No, really he, he has no physical attributes, and has decided to go with the name. Well, he has no positive physical attributes. <laughs> He's not an amorphous jelly. Yeah. No. And and then has decided to name himself Punch. Mhm. Well, which is weird. Yeah. He's really into his intellect. Oh, he 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 is. Well, that's kind of what he's got. He's a super genius type guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a straight up Doogie Hauser. Oh, yeah. He's 18 years old and he's mm-hmm. already graduated from, I think, his second college degree.
1: Caltech, too. Yeah.
0: Which is, that's serious. Is master's in engineering from Caltech, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's uh, That's no easy feat. Yeah. No. Caltech guys are sharp. Yeah. But you would have th- thought he would have more of a background in like psychology or something because it's not made clear how he is behind inciting this like borderline race riot in Connecticut. Yeah. That. Or how he made all of the farmers get really angry at the discotheque all of a sudden mm-hmm. in the Midwest. Again, and and I think this is something that comes up all
1: the time, is these like needlessly complex plot vehicles. Yeah.
0: Which are enjoyable. I'm beginning to... Well, especially uh, seeing as they don't really do that much legwork beforehand. So, like, they he could have just sent them the letters, and then they show up in the town and are like, Hey, I thought there was some kind of problem here. And he's like, Yeah, uh, I wrote you about it. Let me explain. Come into my apartment.
1: Or... Once again, just getting all that stuff out of the way, he could have just used his teleporter beam
0: to zap him into. Whatever oh, that's right. He does. He, he has a teleportation device that is the centerpiece of his costume. He wears it as a belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he can teleport. It's like the Christmas issue where there's all this shit, but you've already got like the ultimate device yeah. to do your thing. Except just- it's a little bit more sinister because like he's incited a great deal of anti-Semitism. Not that it wasn't necessarily there before, because mm-hmm. you know Connecticut is an awful place. <laughs> Sorry, if you're from Connecticut, I have known some good people from there. It's uh, it's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You got you to gotta like a super smart, nerdy villain that always refers to themselves in the third person. Yeah, that's true. I would like to say, too, in the last episode, I said that this issue was going to be by Neil Adams and written by Neil Adams. It was not. Um, I was getting a little bit ahead of myself. The next two issues are by Neil Adams promise this time but this was actually by some people with a pretty decent pedigree to them it was uh mike frederick frederick i'm not sure how it's pronounced i like frederick yeah and what's interesting about him is he was actually a teenager i think at the time of writing this No oh, shit he uh he wrote his first comic that got published right after graduating high school and i think that was a year before this so i think he's around 18 or 19 at this time mm. which is kind of nice yep and, and it, pretty rare and yep. he later went on to have a big run on uh, on Justice League, and then wrote a bunch of stuff for Marvel too. And the artwork is by Gil Kane and Wally Wood, who are straight up legends, just it's, amazing it's artists. Yeah, the art is wonderful. Gil Kane designed and co-created the Silver Age Adam and Green Lantern, and mm. like did the really first the first issues of those, and is just then yeah, and then did like a huge, incredibly influential run on. Spider-Man, and if I just start listing things, I'm going to leave out important things because he's done it all, and he's a great artist. And Wally Wood also is phenomenal, Mm -hmm. and uh, he he does the inks on this, and it's a very sharp looking issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And also, it's it's cool that the
1: guy that Frieder, yeah, it's got the teen angle on it because that like right at the outset, it's established to where where um the punch before we know he's the punch goes in, and he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna help um. criminal organization dismantle the the justice league yeah and he gets kicked to the curb literally and says oh okay i will um go to i'll take it down a notch and do the teenage version right you know which is the teen titans and
0: that'll convince them i'm ready to go up to the big league so it's like teens versus teens which actually makes sense yeah and yeah i i liked that and it's also it's less creepy than having an adult trying to kill teenagers if it's teen on teen crime Hey, go for it guys, don't work it out. I have at it. Yeah, I feel like when i bring my dog to the dog park. It's like, yeah, maybe they're gonna scrap a little bit, but they'll work it out. Yeah. They'll establish who's who. Yeah. <laughs> but then some guy shows up with a pony and they're oh, just like get man. that thing out of here. Seriously. Doesn't belong. Not cool, man. <laughs> Not cool. Or Yeah. Geese. If a if, oh man, if a if a pony came to the dog park and started scrapping with my dog, I would be pissed. And uh-huh. I don't have the same issues with ponies that you do. Yeah, no, um, everybody would hate that. Or geese, like a couple geese. Or, like, like, four geese that are standing on each other's shoulders in a trench coat, so they think can <laughs> R-rated movies. Right. If they start picking up my dog, oh. fuck those geese. Gloves are off. Oh, t- all the way. <laughs> all
1: the way off. <laughs> not quite sure how that got to where it got, but... I don't know, yeah. but I like Teen
0: teen violence. Yeah. A-okay. <laughs> way to go. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not racially motivated. Yeah, um, yeah that, was, that, that, that was cool. That was not cool. And just, they really jumped in on that. Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of jarring, just like, mm-hmm. the way it's presented is like, it starts off, it's before you know that uh, Sylvester Sebastopol has orchestrated this thing, and it's just teenager getting out of high school, and this other teenager comes up to him and says, hey, what's your religion? He goes, religion? Why? I'm Jewish. And the other guy just punches him. Mm-hmm. And then... It's like, yeah, show him. And like, it's like this huge brawl just erupts, And they're beating him pretty bad. And they say, and they said this other weird thing too, which was like, let's show him that that type of fuzzy Fuzzy thinking doesn't work around here. Yeah. I had never heard that. I hadn't either. either, And I was wondering if that was maybe a disconnect between the writer and editor. And if that was supposed to be the retaliation for like that kind of fuzzy headed thinking, like beating up a guy for being Jewish, Mm -hmm. that that doesn't go, but it, it wasn't. It was said by one of the attackers. I think that may have been a disconnect, and that was supposed to be said by somebody who was fighting back. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, it was weird. Weird scene. Uncomfortable. Yeah, a little bit. But, it, again, I don't understand how, like, he gloats that he was behind setting up this mm-hmm. thing. We don't know how he did that. Mm-hmm. Like, did he? was he just, like, is the weeks leading up to that him just, like, handing out, like, hateful pamphlets or something? Was he just, like, handing out, like, protocols of the elders of Zion and just being like, hey, get a load of this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was weird. He does said, he sends the two letters, one from the Midwest, one from there, and the Titans decide they have to split up into teams. Mm-hmm. Speedy shows up, mm-hmm. and he just, like, is like, hey, Wonder Girl, let's ditch these clowns. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. Yeah. And they just go off in his jet, which, I get it. Guy's got a jet. Guy's got a jet. Mm-hmm. Handsome man. Yep. But this is the first also we see. It, it's a different dynamic between the teens than we saw under Haney, where mm-hmm. there was some playful banter with them before. But this one, it really seems like Speedy and Robin specifically have kind of a grudge against each other. And there's some real, real kind of hurtful things are said to each other about this rivalry where it's like, mm-hmm. Speedy shows up and says like, hey, what are we doing? And Robin's like immediately like, or what? what crime are we going to solve? And Robin's like, how about we solve the crime of your unemployment? The only time we see you is when green arrows waving goodbye on his way to the Justice League, because you're not good enough. It's like, whoa! Well,
1: doesn't Speedy open that one up, though, with like, he just
0: comes in and he says, you got any more crimes you want me to solve for you? Yeah, but that's, I think, the kind of playful band. Like, that, that's like, and so Robin just fine cockiness straight, and Robin yeah. Robin just like, I think Robin's just kind of tone deaf about that. Mm-hmm. There there are certain people that just don't know how to joke around with mm-hmm. people who just be like, hey man, that's kind of an ugly shirt, and they'll just be like, yeah, fuck you and your mom! It's like, oh yeah. okay, whoa. take a yeah. Take it back. Take it down and not Robin. And I think Robin's that guy. And
1: I leave Mom out of it. Yeah, because that's not cool. Nope. Yeah, I know. Flash has to... Kid Flash has to be like, Whoa,
0: hey guys, take it
1: uh, Let's uh, focus uh, let's, on the issues let's at let's hand here. let down a little bit. Yeah. We're a team.
0: It is also the first thing where it gets established more and from really this point going forward that Speedy is a bit of a ladies' man. hmm And I like that. It's kind of interesting to see the genesis of that here. The flirting's a lot more overt in this than past Oh, yeah. Years. And like, it's also... It really seems like something was going Wonder on Girl's on the kind plane. kind of into it too. Well, oh, like, Wonder Girl's totally like, oh, into you it. You work fast, but then like, yeah. Well, it's off-panel, and it's just like a shot of the jet as it's speeding through the air, and they're on their way there. And she's like, "Wow, you work fast." I was like, "What did he just do? Were they? Did they just do it?" <laughs> I feel like they were at least making out. Yeah, the second and, like, page, maybe. Yeah, yeah, oh, flight plane and. <laughs> Squeeze a boob. Yeah, probably. Fly plane, squeeze a boob. There <laughs> yeah. It's probably got autopilot. Oh, uh, it's a fancy jet. It's double. he's got the Aerojet. That's a sweet jet. It's a, it's a real sweet jet. It's mm-hmm. also funny though. Like I I think maybe that specific teasing of him being abandoned by Has Green Arrow, mm-hmm. and Speedy then goes back. It's like yeah, I don't see. Uh, I don't see Batman bring you to those meetings either. So mm-hmm. maybe he just thinks you're not good enough to cut it on your own, Robin, like I am. Robin, Birdie, or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, Robin. I don't know. Oh, the Bat Cat doesn't need. Yeah, the Robin bat, bird. Yeah, he, yeah, the Bat. That Bat Cat doesn't need a Robin Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, those words cut deep, friend. Yeah, but I think that the Green Arrow ones. I think maybe I read it as being more malicious than it was because that is a real issue that comes up with. Speedy later, and it's in fact one of the main things that leads to him being a drug addict is him feeling abandoned by his mentor. Dang. And so, and, and it's really it's within a couple of years of this that mm. that Speedy becomes a heroin addict. Nice foreshadowing, Robin. Yeah. sheesh So yeah, there's that going on, and I mm. I like seeing it. I like it when everybody gets along. I don't like that they're all mean to each other, but I like that it's establishing a different group dynamic, mm-hmm. and I think really a more realistic teen dynamic. Where yeah, they're teammates and they all work together, but they're teenagers and they're going to be hooking up with each other and they're going to be fighting with each other and they're going to be hurt feelings and mm-hmm. yeah, all of that. I I like that they're establishing that. I mm. think I think they do a nice job of it. One of my favorite, I think my favorite thing in the issue, other than Punch's outfit, <laughs> is the nightclub that gets built in the Midwest. We don't know where in the Midwest it is, but I love that they called it San Francisco East, and I think maybe that was. How they riled up all the farmers
1: around there. I was so confused about that because they don't... Unless I read it wrong, they don't explain that that's a nightclub that the farmers are mad. There's just, like, this farmer riot and they're holding, like, cudgels and, and they're pitchforks Cudgels and, and guns. Yeah. And then there's this building that says San Francisco East. And, and they're heading like,
0: towards it. Yeah. I'm like, what is the issue here? <laughs> we don't ever find out exactly what the issue is, but my suspicion is... Okay, here's what I think happened. Hmm. The teen explains that... And this is not one of... I I don't believe anyway, one of Punch's thugs who is in there. Mm -hmm. A regular local teen explains, like, yeah, we got tired of having to head into the city every time we wanted some action, so we built our own nightclub here. Right. So I think they built a nightclub. It's inside a barn. It's a really fancy nightclub. It's got lights and balloons. and And then I think at some point, then Punch showed up. And it's like, hey, I can help fancy this place up. And he brought some, like, extra stuff. I don't think he built the nightclub, Mm. but I think he renamed it San Francisco East. And I think that was what riled up the farmers and got them wanting to storm it because of their prejudice against San Francisco. And it's it's both a nod. I don't think it's supposed to be a nod to gay culture, which I think it would be if it was a little bit later. But I think it's very much a nod to hippie culture. Mm-hmm. And that it's like, oh, the goddamn hippies! Uh, ah, I'm so angry. What they're they're now they're being hippies in our cornfield. Damn, this is the worst. Arg! Let's destroy them. Let's shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> that will learn them. But yeah, I really, I really like the name San Francisco East mm-hmm. for a incredibly elaborately fancy nightclub that's built inside of a giant old red barn. Yep.
1: Jeez. You know, I think that would actually fly here. Oh, totally. People would totally like drive, Mason drivers. drive out to yeah.
0: Estacada. Oh, totally. <laughs> That's East, right? Yeah, I think Estacada is east of here, I believe. Yeah. As, uh, we're in Portland, Oregon. Estacada is a, not even suburb. It's a, it's a... It's its own deal. It's like a hunting fishing town, kind of, I think of it as. Yeah, I don't know what the commerce is there primarily. I go fishing there. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's a more rural town that is near here. Yeah. Where there's camping and stuff.
1: And you could probably get a pretty good deal on a barn. And people might be willing to drive. from but That's a little far. Yeah. To set up your uh, San Francisco Well, yeah, No, the
0: idea of it would be you would want the local people to go there. Oh, so they don't, have, don't to drive, have to drive, drive to town. It. Yeah. Yeah. I got, so I say we go even farther. Okay. We go to like Aurora. Sure. That's a place. Yeah, something like that. Build a barn, called San Francisco East, or Portland East. No, they probably hate Portland there, though. You they know, probably hate San Francisco, too. Hmm. Californians are not popular around here. That's true. Our business plan needs some work. but We'll get back to you on that. Yeah. If you're an investor and you got an idea, why don't you tell us about it? Look us up on Facebook. Yeah, feel free. We take Bitcoin. Yeah, um, PayPal. Um... Amazon. Seven Eleven 11 box. Uh, <laughs> camel cash. Um, That's what I was going to say. Though. Canned soup. Yeah. Cans of soup. <laughs> just send us some cans of soup on Facebook. Send us whatever you got. Yeah, we'll take it. Thanks. So, yeah, then he lords the Titans there and like it really just knocks him out pretty easily. And he is somewhere along the line, picked up some henchmen of his own. Those guys are kind of awesome. They are. They're all wearing deep open neck shirts uh-huh. uh, and like wraparound sunglasses and are just like hey we're on the wind inside and they have special earplugs they have special earplugs that pop, that knock, uh, block out the sonic booms that, uh, are, that take out Aqualad and t- and, and Robin immediately and later he he deploys the light show that takes out kid flash well i thought kid flash got hit with a sort of one two punch of it's too loud well, he's trying to run away but he can uh-huh. outrun sound because that's, he's that that's right so And he's then trying they trying turn on it. the light show uh-huh. and then he gets knocked out from that and and once again those or were, the light show slows him down enough that the sonics knock him out and it's a combination of those
1: yeah, it's the, the lights get him in the end. And uh, I, I love the the stilted dialogue that we often see in those bubbles. Yeah. Where people Those word bubbles where people are describing what's happening. He's like, you know, something like, Ow! The light! My
0: eyes! It is too much! Disorienting! Can't hang on! Passing! Out! Unconscious! <laughs> Sleeping! <laughs> now! Fitfully! <laughs> and then once they're unconscious, Sylvester teleports them back to... Connecticut, the home of all things evil, and ties them all up in his like dick way where he's got like Aqualad over a giant tank of water. Just and I feel like this happens a lot with Aqualad. It's not enough that they just like keep him away from water, Mm -hmm. they want him to be near water so that he holds out hope until the end. Which is like that is fucking evil, fuck that guy. Mm -hmm. And he does that with all of the titans in terms of like, I'm gonna put your bow and quiver right over here where you can't reach him, yeah, I'll put your utility belt. Behind you, and he's like, "Yeah, and I'm gonna come back and kill you guys, but first I'm gonna go make a phone call." Mm -hmm. And he leaves them alone in the room, which I have to do
1: out here for some. Yeah, well, he doesn't.
0: There are no mobile phones at the time. Oh, because probably the phone was in the other room. Go to a payphone. Yep, they didn't even have cordless phones back then. That's true. So the lack of a cordless phone is his undoing because as soon as he (laughs) closes the door, then Robin just kind of flops over in his chair. And is able to... This doesn't actually make sense physically because his his feet are tied to the chair. He's tied to the chair. But he can knock the chair over and then use his feet to hold a bow in position for Speedy to shoot an arrow with his teeth mm-hmm. and cut the rope that will make Aqualad descend into the tub of water.
1: Yep. And uh, the, the setup, the opening of that scene's really cracked me up because you don't know yet that that's the plan and it's just robin like flopping over on the floor and you're like ah and the other guy's like dude are you okay he's like i do this all the time guys it's cool
0: (laughs) yeah it was pretty good and then my other favorite moment is the rock paper scissors to see who gets to punch out punch yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so that's pretty good and then the punch was all all bark and no bite. Yeah, yeah no, he, he he put up no fight. He, had a, he, he like he had, had a, a ray gun, gun and he just kind of quivered in the corner holding it and shaking. Exactly. Well they did rock, paper, scissors, and I get the impression that Speedy's a guy who always chooses rock. Yeah. Could be. Good old rock. Nothing beats rock. Paper. Um, paper covers rock. Yeah. I know. Hope. Oh, <laughs> <I'm, laughs> I know that, and you know that, but I don't think Speedy knows that. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. You're and so yeah, Robin in a very dynamic scene just punches the shit out that of punch it is a shit of a, uh, shit of a <laughs> it's punch. a shit of a punch <laughs>
1: it's a hell of a punch
0: yeah Corey's getting over a cold i'm getting over pneumonia we're both a little loopy headed thank you for pointing that out that helps explain yeah my awkward turn of phrase oh i plan on riding this pneumonia thing all the time at work like i knocked some stuff over the other day and i just said no <laughs> 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 it went pretty good yeah speaking of which what were we talking about <laughs> The, uh, dynamic, the shit of a punch. okay. So, punch the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Then they go back to their headquarters, which yep. I really like that this issue is bookended with the headquarters.
1: And it started with letters.
0: Yeah. And they got letters from people. Or false but it's, still, Yeah, that's true. But it, it showed nice. that, like, Friedrich had read the previous stuff. Mm-hmm. And he did a good job. I think he did a really good job. I think this is a really solid issue. Mm-hmm. Cover is awesome. The cover is awesome. The cover is by Nick Carty, too. Oh, really? Yeah. So then they go back to their headquarters, yep. and Aqualad takes off and says he has to go babysit Aqua Baby in Atlantis. His nephew. Because, yeah, Aquaman is off looking for uh, his wife, Mara, because she's gone missing. And so he has to go back to Atlantis and watch Aqua Baby. And
1: Bet Speedy you says, you that says that he's coming uh,
0: back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He says a weird thing, which is like, but none of you guys has ever been called Unca Aqualad. It's like, no, why would we... <laughs> You seem really proud. He does. He, I, he's I, such, he's a such a American. good guy. He is. He's got a heart of gold. Yeah, he's a real fighter. Um, how long do you think he's going to be off babysitting for? I would assume he'd be back for the next issue. He's gone for eight fucking issues. Why? I don't know. That's how long it takes to... That's how long it takes to babysit, I guess. It's some fucking I bullshit. I hope they get some angry letters about. I, I I want to write them an angry letter. I don't yeah. think it would do any good at this point. But seriously, well, in true Teen Titan fashion, we'll just go build a time machine, <laughs> yep, travel yep. back there, write them the letter, and then come back <laughs> right. and see what happens. Good thinking. Thank you. Yeah. What the fuck, man? He doesn't come back until issue twenty-seven. I wonder, it's not like they have, like, uh, Nielsen ratings or, like, voting mums. No, like but people... Speedy does come back, and until he gets back, Speedy's part of the team. Speedy's so this down. is the issue that officially Speedy joins and Aqualad leaves. But fuck that. Yeah, why do that? I, I don't. What are they going to do if they have a water villain? They're going to be fucked is what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really pissed me off. I was saving it to tell you until oh, the because I didn't want it to color the rest of the issue for you. I, um, I know Aqualad's
1: kind of your guy, but I, I will admit I sort of developed a, an affection for his his do good
0: attitude. Yeah,
1: you know that's he, going to be missing rude. from
0: the team. Yeah, well, they—they they are going to bring in a certain for at least a, a few issues. Hawk and Dove will be showing up. Okay, um, but yeah, no, it's not the same, man. Mm. Fucking damn, and but, it's pretty soon I think that Lilith shows up. Who's a teen psychic who they hang out with? Mm. But yeah, man, I'm gonna miss the fuck out of Aqualad. Yeah, shit. Anyway, so what was your favorite slang? Um, there wasn't a huge amount of slang in this. No, there I was assume. there was a little bit. Um, and I actually choose chose dialogue that's like kind of borderline. It's not really slang. It is a little bit. But uh, what what did, what did you have? So the, I only picked one this time, and the one I got it's on page 19,
1: and and it does contain a a, a turn of phrase that I had never heard before. And it's uh, Robin saying to maybe to Kid Flash or maybe to Speedy and, they're, and talking about Punch because this is right after Punch has like tied them up and be like, oh, yeah. put your stuff that you want near you because I'm a jerk and you can't have it. Nah. Yeah. And he goes, off oh, to I know call. what you're talking about. Yeah. And Robin uh, says to, uh, I think it's Kid Flash. Did you, did you hatch this nut? He's a real Lulu. Yeah. I like that because that's like, that's like 1940s.
0: Dialogue, it sounds it, like to like, me. Like, yeah, hatch
1: this nut. So that's, like, was not like, a synonym for, for egg. And so, like, you hatch an egg, and the thing that comes out of the egg is a Lulu, and a Lulu is a crazy person?
0: Or am I just... <laughs> yup, <Yeah>, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Damn. I don't know. That's an awfully I, I know metaphor. that it sounds like the kind of thing that, like, a, uh... Like a film noir detective would say. It, it has that kind Lula. of sound to it. I had a friend point out to me a while ago that any of the... Lyrics to Suffragette City sound like they could be said by a film noir detective. Huh. Like, don't lean on me, man. You can't afford the ticket. Oh yeah. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Suffragette City. Suffragette City. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the other uh, the other lyrics to the song, but I remember thinking that it fit at the time.
1: That's one of those lyrics the or songs that like I heard as a kid a lot. Yeah, and it wasn't until. Pretty recently, like when I sat down and, and saw the name of the song, I was like, "Oh, Suffragette City!" That's what he's saying. I oh. had always like sung along with it on the radio, and just been like, <laughs> that part.
0: "I didn't know what he was saying. Huh. He was saying Suffragette City." Yeah, I I know that. Now. So my favorite line of dialogue is: It's when Wonder Girl is stopping one of the anti-Semitic teens. Mm. He's about to use a switchblade. Oh, yeah. And she says, That's not kosher. Switch ba- Switchblades aren't kosher, man. Drop it. Yeah. And I really like, it's the context of it mm-hmm. that I liked. Like, I like using the word, like, that's not kosher on somebody who's, like, actively committing a hate crime, an uh, anti-Semitic hate crime. Mm-hmm. I also kind of like the idea of, like, you can't stab a Jewish guy with a knife that's not kosher. <laughs> That didn't occur to me. <laughs> Anything he suggests has to be kosher. I know you want to stab him, but be respectful. Yeah. And, yeah, I just, I I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a, a fun little bit of dialogue, and then she, you know, socks the guy. Yeah, that one. I, I like watching anti-Semitic people get punched. And mocked. That's great. It's fun. So, what was your favorite panel? This I had a couple to
1: choose from. Me too. Uh, one of them we've already discussed, which is the, that shit of a punch. Yep. At
0: the end. That yeah, is that was a, a real shit of a punch, and that was one of mine too. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: And then the other one was on page 16, and it's these San Francisco East henchmen that we referenced already. So, there's like four or five of these guys yep. wearing these like dark blue kind of mirrored brown yep. sunglasses with these sort of silk shirts that are buttoned down super yeah. low. And they're just like
0: super into like what they're doing, and yeah, super they're really happy. happy about basically being on a winning team. Yeah, and they feel like they are with this punch fella. Mm-hmm. But they're and so they're
1: kind of beating up the Teen Titans, but they're doing it, in the, the panel is just this really dynamic sort of like very disco-y fight scene. Yeah, which I thought was delightful. And you said you had one more? Uh, no, those are the two. And uh, between those two, since you've already got the the big
0: punch, I'm gonna go with disco guys. So my favorite panels are, there's a really nice one where Aqualad drinks a glass of water. Oh, he's he's in the helicopter. They're just about to go down to the Midwest and start beating up some farmers. And they're like, all right, everybody, let's go. And he's like, hold it, guys. Got to drink a water, glass of water before I go because I only have an hour. Mm. I like that they showed it because normally it's like, yeah, he's only got an hour. It's like, I like that he's like, oh, I'm going to go do something. I better drink this first. Mm -hmm. And it was just it really cracked me up to just see a whole panel that is just Aqualad drinking a glass of water while sitting in a helicopter. Before going into battle. Yeah. And it's a good thing he did, too, or else he would be dead. Yeah. The other one is Punch's initial costume reveal. Oh, my God. It's just so great. That made me make this weird laugh-out-loud noise. That was a, yeah. Yeah. It, it was ridiculous. Like that. And I think he even describes it as... I'm, I'm going to look it up because the dialogue in it is he's wearing this absolutely Crackers outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that stance. And he's like, Ta-da. yeah. He's like, okay. He's throwing his hands over his head mm. and thrusting his pelvis out mm-hmm. and saying, And I, Punch, now stand before you in my proper splendor. Oh, Punch. He, and he calls it, and now for my crowning moment, my own specially made costume. He's so in know him. His hubris is strong. I really like him. Mm-hmm. He's a good bad guy. I, I, Yeah, he's great. I don't know if he shows up again. I hope he does. I, I'll look into it, but he's great. And yeah, then, we don't know what happens after he gets punched. Well, I'm assuming they take him to jail, but maybe they're just like, he's probably learned his lesson. He's a right. minor, right? We punched him pretty good. Yeah, he probably goes to the same place as the Mad Mod and those guys where they just get to go and hang out. Yep. They didn't open a factory on an island. Yep. Well, you don't have any corpses on you right now, so I guess you're free to go. okay. Yeah, and then the other one was, yeah, the shit of a punch. Who was your favorite Teen Titan this time around? You know, it's not justified by the issue, but it's the last one, it's my last opportunity to say uh, this for a while, so it's go. Aqualad. He did drink the heck out of that water. He drank the heck out of that <laughs> water, and he also had a nice scene where... uh he, he punches a bunch of thugs. He freed all the Titans. He freed all the Titans after he got He freed. was freed, yeah. So, yeah. And he's just a nice guy. He's got a calming influence. There was a nice letter in the letters column about somebody saying how great Aqualad is and mm-hmm. that he has such a nice calming influence on the team. And I really appreciated yeah. that. And that he should get a shot with Wonder Girl. And I think he should have, but I think for at least a little while, Speedy's beat him to the punch. Maybe she's just using Speedy to make Aqualad jealous. Which brings us to my favorite Titan of the
1: issue, and I'm I'm giving it to the new guy, Speedy. Uh huh. Because that was a heck of a shot with his teeth. Sure. He, to shoot a rope with his teeth. Yep. Yeah. And so he freed off Robin's Rollad. feet. And yeah, well, I, that's okay. Also, pretty smooth. He's pretty smooth. Like and, he just gets there, and in like five minutes, he's like, "Hey, Wonder Girl, let's go
0: fly off in my jet." He's like, "Okay, okay." He's like, "Oh, wow, man." Yeah, that's pretty good. Not bad. He use some special arrows too. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, that's I did write that down. There was um, the the appearance, I think, for the second time at least of the boxing glove arrow. I love the boxing glove mm-hmm. arrow.
0: I love it when anybody uses it.
1: Yeah, we would need to make a really like a lightweight boxing glove arrow to like if we were going to try it. Yeah, because a regular one weighs like a pound. A sixteen ounce boxing glove would be. You'd need a heck of an arrow to shoot
0: that. So yeah, we'd need like a well, super and light it, but but the problem with a lighter weight glove is I think the arrow, the shaft of the arrow would just go through it and just still poke you. We need a piece
1: of uh, high density um, foam, okay, that we could put on the arrow, and then we could get like a, a just a really shitty boxing glove or like one of those MMA gloves, those are four to six ounces or something. but okay. that, that would kind of hurt more. But yeah. you want the actual boxing? You want a boxing? You want the padding? Uh huh. Oh, I know one of those foam hulk
0: fists oh totally foam hulk fist yeah yeah on the end of an arrow deal all right all right we're gonna get working on that (laughs) any other thoughts
1: uh i said they were getting letters that was good for all the fucking
0: good they did yeah yeah i well i mean getting letters in support of aqua one nice thing about the letters column in this one it's a full two-page spread of letters and half of them are from women, and the other half, or from girls, and the other half are from boys, mm. which is nice.
1: Yeah, I kind I, of assumed that ninety-nine percent of the readership of this were were young boy were I boys. I think that's likely girls. the case, but yeah, yeah, still. And most of my other notes were just all about the dude's fucking outfit. Yeah, <laughs> including in all capitals, outfit <laughs> <laughs> exclamation point. Yep, I think that's fair. Overall, solid issue. Not is super weird as things have been in the past with extra dimensional
0: things or whatever no but honestly it held together as a story better than yeah no it was good it was solid a lot of them it's good good storytelling i really like the open with that it's kind of a cold open with the villain Mm -hmm. which i enjoy yeah solid work i'm looking forward to uh the next couple of neil adams issues uh which i swear are gonna happen this time and yeah anything else that's all i got Okay, well, thank you once again. Uh, I hope you all have a lovely Christmas time... time. Enjoy the festive seasonal holiday of your choice. And we will attempt to do the same. Yeah. Peace and farewell. And they know it.